Welcome to Landlord Diaries, where we talk about midterm rentals and the opportunities behind them. We'll share landlord stories, talk about maximizing investment potential, and discuss how to live the very best landlord life. This podcast is proudly brought to you by Furnished Finder, the place for everything midterm rentals. Remember to like and subscribe if you enjoy our content. Hello, everyone. We are so happy you are here today watching with us or listening to The Landlord Diaries. This is your host, Kelly Bailey, with midterm rentals in the Austin, Texas area, all the way up to Temple, Texas. How are you today, my wonderful co-host, Katie? I'm doing good. I'm still rocking my man voice a little bit, but it's getting (laughs) better. It's getting better. Um, So today we get to talk with Jeremy, and Jeremy um, is like the master of arbitrage. His company that him and his wife created from the ground up um, arbitrage and rent out like 40 units within one building in San Antonio. It's very impressive. Um, and I think it was really cool to pick his brain as far as how he scaled and just how to approach arbitrage because it's a very hot topic today. So enjoy. Um, and again, please share, comment, like subscribe, do all the fun things. We love seeing and and reading your feedback. We read each and every single comment. Kelly will probably respond because she's awesome. Um, and we put a lot of time and effort into these. So we would love to hear your feedback and please don't forget that every episode is brought to you by furnished finder where you can list your midterm rental for $99 a year. And that gets you unlimited tenant communication, unlimited leads, unlimited everything. It's so great. So be sure to check it out. That reminds me of the behind the scenes. I wear my, on the commenting on YouTube, I wear my furnish finder hat for some answers and I wear my Kelly Bailey landlord for other answers. Right. <laughs> That's what makes this show so cool is because we get to ask questions from the business side and from the landlord side, because we both also have midterm rentals. So always remember that guys, when we're asking questions, we're asking them from the side of, you know, business asking a business plus us as landlords asking the questions. So, yep. Enjoy. Today, we talk with Jeremy Nixon in San Antonio, Texas, founder of Stay Nixon. Jeremy offers 40 plus arbitrage style units in one apartment complex. His motto is whether you are staying for a few days or a few weeks, we will do everything in our power to make this your best experience yet. You can connect with Jeremy on his website, staynixon.com. Jeremy, the man, the legend, you're here. Uh, How are you doing today? I'm doing fantastic. How are you doing? We are doing good. We're looking forward to talking to you today. And I, uh, for those of you uh, that are watching our show, Jeremy and I met at the Chipper Conference this year, the Corporate Housing Providers Association. It was a lovely time in New Orleans, and we just looked forward to uh, sharing Jeremy's story with you guys. So first off, Jeremy, do you recommend others join uh, Chippa? How has that been for you? Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. And um, for those that don't know, CHIPA is just the Corporate Housing Providers Association. Um, We found it to be uh, very, very valuable uh, joining that organization uh, because we are able to just tap into a bunch of different resources um, that we just, you know, uh, prior to joining, I had no knowledge about. Okay. So tell us about 
your cor- your current portfolio, um, how many units, what types of units, where they're at, and tell us kind of quickly how you got to where you are now. Yeah, absolutely. So um, today we manage a portfolio of uh, just over 40 units, um, primarily in the San Antonio area, but we also have uh, inventory in Dallas. Um, we got to where we are. Oh, my God. Uh, we started back in 2018. Um, my wife and I, and I was I was prior military, uh, and she was uh, a nurse at the time. And uh, we would work, each of us would work about 12 hours a day, and we would come home and just look at each other like, this is not it. Uh, so uh, one day we said, you know what, let's, let's, um, you know, let's work on an exit strategy to get us both out of our, you know, our current situations. And um, I, uh, I was always into real estate. Uh, I used to just uh, look at Zillow at my dream house every night. So I'm like, why, why not do something in real estate? And um, so at the time I came across uh, like a YouTube video uh, and it was talking about short term rentals. So I I, uh, I talked my, my wife into it <laughs> and, uh, you know, fast forward. We set up our first um, uh, four, actually five uh, short term rentals back in 2018. And um you know, we, we saw it, it just took off for us. It took off for us. And, um, you know, fast forward, uh, we would add five units here, uh, 10 units there, you know, and then another 14 units. And, and, you know, so we, over time, we were able to grow that to, uh, the, the 40 units that we have now. And we just haven't looked back. That's amazing. And so how does the complex work with that? Is if something comes available, are they like, you guys ready for some more? Do they come to you first? Oh well, uh, now now they do. Uh, now <laughs> at the beginning, it wasn't it wasn't uh, it wasn't like that. They were a little skeptical, and uh, you know they didn't know what we were capable of, and um, you know especially uh, around the, the time that the pandemic happened. Um, so the pandemic, uh, yes, it was it, it was terrible, uh, but it was also a blessing in disguise for us. Because we were able to show, um, you know, uh, we were able to stand the test of time and also show that, you know, we were a, a company that, um, you know, they can trust. Right. So, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. Yeah. Uh, so after that, they were just throwing units at us. And now we have the the uh, the max amount of units that we can have in that uh, community. So it's uh, amazing. Yeah. And how many of your stays are uh, 30 plus days versus, you know, those maybe four night stays or couple weeks for corporate travels. What's your balance between short-term and mid-term? Um, to be honest, we're really heavy on short-term. So mm-hmm. I want to say probably about over over 80% of our stays currently are, are, are short-term, mm-hmm. uh, maybe somewhere between 15, 20% or, or mid-term. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, of course, we would um, <laughs> it would ease my mind uh, if we uh, transition to more mid-term. I think that's the play uh, nowadays. But, um, but yeah, so that's our current mix. Cool. And and with managing so many units, you have to have your systems down pretty well. So tell us any tips you might have as for keeping track of all those properties, cleaning all the properties, managing linens, all those things that as you get more and more properties suddenly become very challenging. Uh, great question. Great question. So uh, one of the tools, and I'm, I'm sure uh, we've heard this all uh, several times, but um, Slack is probably our number one um the, the tool that we use the most, we use that every single day, all throughout the day. And I'm talking 24 seven. So um, that is our communication hub. 
Uh, that's where all of our um, our team interacts, and I'm and I mean, you know, from our uh, offshore uh, virtual assistants to our housekeepers to our uh, on the ground operations assistants, uh, myself, um, like the executive staff, everyone communicates via Slack, uh, and it, and it's fully transparent. Um, we also use. Um, uh, we actually don't use uh, a lot of companies might use like Breezeway, uh, which is a great company. Uh, but we're able to we have a system in Slack to where, you know, we kind of upload our, our cleaning videos and, and whatnot and, and different channels. So we have channel uh, for each and every unit. Right. So uh, nice. anything that happens within that unit is communicated on that channel. And that's how we kind of track what goes on uh, in, in each unit. It's, it's pretty easy uh, once you, you know, once you get the hang of it. I've got a little behind the scene knowledge. And one of the things that is really cool to me is Stay Nixon has set up this hotel style operation within this one complex in San Antonio and kind of works alongside the leasing agent staff at times and has figured out how to have a office from within the complex. So tell us how all that works and what a day-to-day, uh, what day-to-day looks like at Stay Nixon uh, for your properties. Yes, yes, absolutely. So, <laughs> so yes, if you, if you, if you were actually to go to uh, San Antonio to one of our units and um, you know, you, 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 you stayed at one of our units, uh, which you can book at staynixon.com by the way. Um, but if- <laughs> <laughs> you, were, you went there, you would um, it would very much give you uh, a hotel feel, uh, but just within an apartment community. So what do I mean by that? Uh, you you probably would definitely see uh, our housekeepers um, just roaming uh, with their their cleaning carts, their housekeeping carts. Uh, we have our um, operational assistants um, that'll be, you know, running around uh, either helping assist with maintenance issues um, or. Um, you know, maybe we missed something, right? Because, you know, everyone is, uh, uh, we're human, right? So maybe we mm-hmm. forgot a towel or um, whatever it may be. Uh, they may be running and, and, and assisting um, and handing those items to to guests or if guests need extra items. Um, it is very much uh, hotel style. Uh, we do have, um, I want to say six storage units on site um, and, and then also a, a office. Um, as, as Kelly mentioned, so uh, in our office, we actually have our logo on the wall. Uh, we it's 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 an awesome environment. I, I'm I'm not just that's saying awesome. that my company, right? <laughs> but that's so cool. Built it from the ground up, right? Like it's a cool thing to see that kind of come to fruition. So, okay, so you guys have built everything. Well, I don't want to say everything, but kind of maybe the the heart of your business off of the arbitrage model which is a very hot topic in real estate investments, especially because of prices right now and rates right now. Um, I know I have two arbitrage properties that we use for midterm rentals, um, but I would love to hear kind of your advice to anyone who's considering getting into arbitrage or you know how to do it right, how to do it well, how to foster those relationships. I know... Anytime I kind of tell anyone what we're doing with our two arbitrage properties, they're like, wait, how did you get the landlord to agree to that? So I'd love to hear kind of your, your take on it. Today's episode is proudly sponsored by Furnished Finder, the ultimate platform for hassle-free midterm rentals. Whether you're a seasoned landlord or just getting started, Furnished Finder is the place for you. 
With Furnished Finder, you can say goodbye to booking fees and hello to direct bookings for 30 day plus days. It's a win-win for everyone involved. So if you're ready to experience the joys of midterm renting and take a load off your landlord's shoulders, head over to FurnishedFinder.com today. We make it easy to get started. We're grateful to Furnished Finder for sponsoring this episode and we're sure you'll love what they have in store for you. Yes, well, I think the uh, the first thing is um, to do arbitrage in, in today's climate is a, is a scary thing. Uh, I'll be straight up with you. It, it's very scary. Um, you you have to be, you really have to know your numbers. Um, and, and when I say know your like you really need to know your numbers. Um, you need to understand uh, that there will be months um, that that are that are bad. Uh, you need to be prepared for that. Um, you'll also have great months um, and uh, you need to be prepared for that. <laughs> what I mean by that, uh, we definitely don't want to go and spend all the profit that we make in, in those great months because we may need some of that to kind of carry us in those down months. Uh, you really have to understand your expenses. Um, it's really good to know your expenses, you know, uh, uh, before you even get into, um, you know, agreement with the with the apartment community or, or you know, whatever it may be. But uh, you really got to understand those expenses. And you may say, hey, well, you know, this may be my first rodeo. How do I even understand the expenses if I if I haven't, you know, if I haven't been there? Um, and then that's where you can kind of lean on, um, you know, individuals who are already in the space. Um, so, uh, you know, it's a long way of saying, really, I, I'm a um, I actually have an accounting degree. So I'm. you could probably hear that I, the, the, the numbers mean everything to me. I make mm -hmm. a lot of decisions based on data. Um, almost all of my decisions are, are based on data. So I really like to have a, a good feel for, um, you know, what I'm what I'm getting into. Uh, mm -hmm. But to the other uh, part of your question, which was like, you know, how do you how do you even get in a community? Let's just assume the numbers work. You know, how do we even get in a community today? Because, um, you know, I think uh, the the, you know, short term rental pitch uh, has gotten uh, a little outdated uh, at this point, mm -hmm. um, you know, so. Uh, I, what I will tell you is it's a little bit easier for me um, just because I, I have that track record. But if you're, you know, you're you're brand new, uh, maybe leveraging, you know, um, you know, a lot of people are in masterminds or um, communities that, you know, help teach short term rentals, uh, maybe leveraging those individuals that are more experienced. Um, that could be a way to, to try to get into a community. Um so it really just it really just depends. Um, but there, there's no there's no easy there's no. Hey, this is what you do. And then and you'll get in. Mm -hmm. Times are times are very different now. Right. Uh, so. Yeah. Well, I want to echo what you said about knowing your numbers, because coming from a personal perspective where we have properties we rent out that we own and ones that we arbitrage, the arbitrage numbers are a little tighter usually because the way I think about it, there's two people making a profit in this situation, right? So we're paying rent and that has to cover their expenses and leave room for profit. And then we're also charging like, so it's, it's a double profit situation, which makes it just a tighter game. Um, and um, it's, it's a little bit of an easier entry because you don't need all the capital up front. Um, but you have to get creative with how you're going to make the numbers work. And you really have to know those numbers because um, 
a lot of the properties we have considered in the past, we've looked at and I'm like, on the surface, these look great. You crunch those numbers and it's like a hard pass. <laughs> and I'm like, right. we would make $7 a month. That would be great. So <laughs> I think that's really important. And it's not, you know, apartment complexes for, for the vast majority of them, pub, like their rents are public, right? Mm -hmm. You can usually find them on their website. So if you're, if you're, if you're going that route, you can come up with one formula and it's very quick to analyze most of, most of the opportunities out there. Um, but I just like how you put some emphasis on that because yeah, it can be, it can be a little bit more challenging to make the profit that you want to make. Yeah. Do either of you want to share how you go about honing in on the numbers for your arbitrages? So for me, um, I more so like to, and, and, and you know, I, I do want people to understand, you know, this is based off of my model. So this this may not, you know, translate to what you're trying to do uh, based on your model. But because we do apartment style, we do, you know, we do we do a lot of volume. Um, you know, we like to get concessions on the front end, right? So uh, as long as the the numbers make sense, one, the numbers need to make sense. Um, so as long as the numbers make sense. Uh, what I like to do before I get into a before I agree to take over, you know, units, um, I like to get at least uh, two months free on the front end. Uh, and in return, um, you know, I promise, um, you know, to um, take over those properties for at least two years. So uh, if I know, you know, I'm setting up shop somewhere, um, I'm, I'm already in the mindset of, you know, this is going to be a long term play for me. Uh, so wow. I'll probably go ahead and plan to be there at least five years. But in mm -hmm. the, uh, in our initial agreement, you know, I, we we draw it out to where, hey, you know, we'll if you guys give us at least two months free uh, rent concession mm -hmm. up front, then we'll, yeah, for sure. we'll in return, we'll we'll lock it in for, you know, at least two to three years. Yeah. And um, and that can just be drawn up in like a LOI letter of intent. Uh, mm -hmm. and, but that's one of my strategies to, um, you know, try to recoup my my upfront cost. Mm -hmm. um, so Katie, you want to share your style? Yeah. I mean, I have just kind of a standard Excel sheet. It's nothing fancy, but it just kind of has, you know, all my expenses and I can input the rent and then it has what I, um, would feel comfortable charging as a midterm rental and I can plug and play very, very easily. So, nice. cause Kelly knows this, I'm all about being efficient and because I don't, mm -hmm. I run ours kind of on, on the side and with some family. So, um, that's a big thing for me, but we are doing one at a time. So it's, it's a different thing. I can't ask for as many concessions, especially because I'm a lot of times asking for flexibility with their policy, as far as letting me sublease anyway. So mm -hmm. I don't usually get to ask for concessions because I don't have kind of that buying power. Um, so I just try to make sure that whatever their market rent is, it's going to leave space for me. And, um, where I see a lot of opportunity is maybe where a complex or a property is under marketed and it's a mm -hmm. really great property. Um, and with the right furnishings or the right photos or something, I can see that like you would actually really see its true colors, right? Like it's kind of mm -hmm. like the Disney character who just needs the makeover. Like I'll just give Love it. it. Over, so. Well, one thing that Jeremy 
does very well. So the numbers are important. Once you decide, okay, this is now what I'm going after, and you're in those conversations with a complex, you have a few key boxes that you check to make sure it's a good fit before you enter into communication uh, or a lease with a complex. So you, do you want to talk about those? And if you want me to remind you about any of them, let me know. Yeah, it wouldn't hurt to remind. Or, or little remind. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I'll just read them real fast and then you share whatever you want to. Profitability, uh, don't rely on OTAs, undeniable location, mm -hmm. and don't count on short-term rentals uh, due to the city regulations. Uh, and then, yes, that letter of intent up front with the complex such as rent increase, concessions, laid out in an LOI. So probably that part's what I'm really asking about. Hey landlords, are you ready to level up your rental game and simplify your life? Well, get ready to meet your new best friend, KeyCheck. KeyCheck is your all-in-one solution for stress-free property management with tenant paid screenings, rent payment processing, online lease creation with eSign, and a suite of incredible landlord tools. You'll wonder how you ever lived without it. No more chasing down checks or sifting through piles of applications. KeyCheck helps you organize and manage all things landlording in a simple and efficient way. So if you're tired of the rental chaos and crave seamless, efficient management, head over to KeyCheck.com and sign up today. Make landlord life a breeze with KeyCheck, the game changer for modern property owners. Definitely the, the having a, um, a sheet where you can kind of plug and play uh, with your, your expenses or whatnot. Um, um, definitely 100%. I assume that people already had that, but I, 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 I kind of jumped the gun there. So <laughs> if you don't have something like that, you have to have that. You definitely have to have that. Um, okay, so uh, we're talking um, LOI and... Um, yeah, what do you make sure you get in writing from the complex up front uh, and negotiate before you enter into an agreement? Got it. So the, the biggest thing is just to... Um, honestly, it's just to make sure that, uh, one, you have an attorney um, and you know people kind of get spooked out sometimes by that. Oh, I can't have, I, I can't afford an attorney or where do I even find an attorney from? I mean, it's not hard to find an attorney. Um, uh, so once you have an attorney and this, this, this may cost you about a thousand dollars, um, 2000, the, the, the absolute, you shouldn't pay more than 2000, but, um, anything that you guys agree. And when I say, um, you guys, I really mean you in the, uh, property management, or the owners of that particular asset, um, you just want to get that in writing. Um, it does not have to be uh, in a certain format or um, you, you don't have to have certain terms in there. Although I'll give you a couple of terms that you do want in there, but it, it doesn't have to look a certain way. People think it has to look a certain way. It really does not. Um, that is the attorney's job to kind of draft that up. You just provide the information that you and the uh, other party agreed to. And then they draft that up. One of the things that I always make sure that is in there, though, is any concessions that we agreed upon. So definitely that needs to be in there. Also, the terms of the lease. So you will end up signing a lease, a separate lease document. Um, this is not the actual lease. This is just what you intend to do. Um, but you will sign a separate lease document. So you can have the terms in the LOI um, um, that will also be in the lease document, like those special provisions to allow you to, you know, do your business. So 
Um, if you are going to be subleasing or whatnot, that can be included in the LOI um, and then also attached as, a, as an addendum to the lease. Um, I will also have in your LOI, um, you know, the amount of uh, years or months that you plan to, you know, operate on a property, um, any other um, things that you guys a, a, agree upon. All that just needs to be in the LOI. So it, it's it's um it, it's it's pretty straightforward. It's just it can be unfamiliar territory for a lot of people. So we kind of freak out like, oh my god, what is that? You know, it's really just you know me and you talking, and we you know. Hey, I, I agree to this and you agree to that. And so let's just put it on paper. And then now it's a it's a uh, it's a uh, an, an actual document that we we both will you know follow. OK, love it. And let's talk about kind of the the property sizes that you have found to be most appealing for your business model, um, like the unit sizes. Are they studios, one beds, two beds? Where have you kind of found the sweet spot? And I know that this can um, vary depending on the area of the country. So as a reminder, you are in San Antonio. Right. So for us, um, to, to be honest, um, studios have been like the most profitable. Uh, now we are right outside of um, like the Riverwalk in San Antonio. So like downtown San Antonio. Uh, so we get a lot of um, international travel um, and, and, you know, people love studios. So my, I, I was like, why, why, why not the one bedroom? Um, <laughs> people love studios. And then also two bedrooms. Uh, so two bedrooms, we get a lot of small families, uh, anywhere between like four and six people. Um, you know, they bring the pet, uh, and th those two bedrooms are like packed, like from spring until fall. Uh, it, it is really hard to book a, a two bedroom. Yeah. Um, so I, I bet. I, yeah. I'll have, I'll have family like, Hey, um, can we, <laughs> you know, we want to rent one. And, uh, You're like, sorry, summer, it's taken. Like, yeah. <sighs> I, got, I got a one bedroom for you. <laughs> right. But, uh, but, but, but yeah, so studios and two bedrooms all day long. Now, what I will say on the um, because we do have uh, well, we had a couple bigger properties um, and from my experience with those properties, um, the four bedrooms and right now we have a five is technically a five bedroom, but we kind of made it a six. Um, that one does phenomenal uh, during high wow. season. Mm -hmm. um, uh, the the issue is, you know, you got to get creative during slow season, but um, in high season, oh my God, the numbers are, are crazy. So um, it also, it just depends on like, you know, like we said, it, it depends on the, the location in the area, but um, studios definitely. That's awesome. And then do you adjust the pricing at all when you have a tenant who wants to stay for a midterm link? So let's say that someone, someone wants to come for a 30 day or more stay. Does that affect your pricing at all? Because you might not have those vacancies or you might not have all the turnovers. How do you guys kind of adjust for that if you do? Yeah. So great, great question. Uh, because we, so this is what, this, this is what I love about um, having a ton of units in the same apartment complex. So sometimes we play mix and match. like we'll play Tetris um, and the guests can't see this, obviously, but, you know, we can see it internally. So when we get those, um, you know, those guests that want to stay for however many nights, um, it is easy for us to just go and maybe move a couple reservations around and then we can create a window of 45 days, 60 days, whatever it may be. 
um, if that is if that is not already, um, it, you know, that unit is already or not ready, yeah. readily available. Um, right. As far as pricing, uh, we do use dynamic pricing. We use Price Labs to be specific. Um, price Labs is phenomenal. Um, um, now, what I will say is not to like set it and forget it. You still want to kind of monitor that. Um, sure. But it, it really helps you maximize revenue. But uh, for long term um, stays, we do uh, give a, a, a nice little discount um, because, you know, we 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 want to uh, <laughs> we want to secure that reservation first. And right. But we also yeah. want you know, that person to come back. You know, we want them to think about us and we just want to create the best experience. So um, if we can provide a, a little discount, a little discount can go a long way. So mm-hmm. absolutely. Absolutely. So, Jeremy. I've seen you have a couple really cool systems in place at your complex. Uh, you've got noise aware and exterior cameras. Tell us about both of those. Yes, yes, yes. So noise aware. We've been rocking with noise aware from day one. Shout out to noise aware. Uh, we, I mean, since literally since like 2018, um, that noise aware alone has saved us. Um, it's probably saved our business, uh, to be, to be honest. Uh, really? <laughs> yes, yes, yes. So noise aware alone, we owe you so much. Thank you. Um, and then also, yes, we, we do have a, um, we do have external cameras on a property. But so- before we move on to the external cameras, I'm not familiar with noise aware. So what is it and how does it work? Oh, absolutely. So noise aware, um, is uh, basically it's a noise monitoring software. Um, it does not like record, you know, conversations or anything like that, but it does, um, you know, monitor the noise decibels inside of a unit. So uh, what that means is, you know, I can be remote here in Charlotte, North Carolina, and, you know, I have units in Texas. You know, I can log in uh, to my computer and then I can go to my noise aware um, app and I can check and I can listen in and see or excuse me, not listen in, but I can check the, the noise levels in that particular unit like anywhere in the world. Right. Mm. So I'll know, Hey, if a party is going on, I'll know that. Um, if, so where, it, where does it live? Is it a little box inside each home? Is it yes. outside the home? Where it's, is it? It's literally like a little, it may be like the size of probably smaller than your cell phone. Um, okay. And then what you do is you just plug that into the wall. Um, mm-hmm. and then, you know, you go on your app, a few little steps and then, you know, mm-hmm. You're rocking and rolling. Uh, it, it's, it's, does it notify you if somebody unplugs it? Absolutely. Yes, it does. Okay. <laughs> yeah, so it, it, yes, it, it, it notifies you uh, if someone unplugs it, someone tampers with it, um, if the noise level reach, reaches over a certain decibel. So that way it, ge- it gives you peace of mind. Okay, you know, if something's going on in my unit, I'm going to know. I'm going to get an alert. Um, and then, then I can take the appropriate, you know, the, the appropriate actions for, you know, whatever's going on. So I love noise aware. I love that. It's probably more important for short term than it is for midterm. My guess is, you know, you probably don't get triggered much on the midterm, but short term, I would definitely want to know what's going on. I think it depends uh, on your area of country of the country too. If you have midterm tenants and you know, you're in a, a more party city than maybe something that you want to have. Or if it becomes a problem, you could always tell if you're arbitraging, you could tell the property owner, you know, here are the steps I've taken. So it's a cool, to, a good tool to have in your tool belt, even if you don't use it right away, but just to know about and have. Right. And right. then uh, what about the external cameras? 
Yeah. So um, the external cameras. So we definitely have um, doorbell cameras on each of our um, right outside of each of our units. Mm-hmm. Um, the reason why we have doorbell cameras um, is because uh, we are able to that allows us to um, uh, monitor who comes in and out of the unit. Um, so, you know, in addition to the noise aware, um, you know, let's just say noise aware alerts us that a party is going on or th- th- there's too much noise in this unit. Right. Um, now I can go back. In addition to that, I can check my cameras and I can see, OK, how many people are in this unit? Um, okay. Now, now I can see that there are 39 people in a, in a studio apartment. Um, <laughs> I'm just kidding. But I can see, you know, uh, the exact number of people. And then if they are violating my house rules or, you know, they're, they're, they're over capacity for that unit, then I can take the, you know, the actions needed to to get them out of there. Now, I'll yeah. also add that we have um, a security feature um, that comes along with the doorbell camera um, that is, you know, we're able to uh, pretty much. um uh, arm or um, alert the authorities if needed um, to help assist, you know, uh, getting or removing uh, unruly guests, right? <laughs> if, if that is needed. Um, and the reason why I think that's so important, because again, um, I think I have a phenomenal team. I love my team um, and I don't want to put them in any sort of uh, situation um, that is, you know, that they don't want to be in. So, that feature also kind of, you know, gives them some backup um, to, you know, remove individuals that, you know, may may not may need their reservation terminated. Now, Kelly, do you have do you have doorbell cameras on any of your properties? Because I do not. But I know that a lot of people use it as a good way to kind of keep an eye on your property without invading the privacy of your tenant. And a lot of people will even give if it's a midterm renter. Um, give that tenant temporary access to the doorbell camera, which you can do through most of the apps you can grant, nice. you know, temporary access so that since they're in a brand new place, they can also mm-hmm. feel extra secure by having, you know, access to that camera. I haven't That's invested in that yet, but I, I, it is again, something that I've said, okay, well, if we discover the need to do that, I think it mm-hmm. would be easy enough and useful. Yeah. Now, Dave and I are pretty old school, but Jeremy, you're making me think of one of my favorite comedians. Have y'all heard of Angela Johnson? She's hilarious. Mm-mm. And she, one of her, she says, security, he gots to go. <laughs> <laughs> you're, you're making me want to go back and watch it now. It's oh, She's funny. <laughs> but awesome. I just have one more question for this episode. Uh, which I read on your Furnish Finder profile, Jeremy, that you are a huge sports fan. So what is your go-to like sport? And have you had any professional athletes stay with you? Um, so, wow. Yes, yes. I'm a huge sports fan. Um, basketball is is my is, is my thing. Um, you know, I like to think. Spurs? No, no. no. <laughs> Uh-oh. I uh oh my god that's that's probably terrible. No, I I try to I, I try to go for you know the home team, uh, which technically would be Spurs, and you know I, I physically <laughs> live in Charlotte, so you know really it would, it would be Hornets, but I, I I can't even go for the Hornets. I'm a I'm a huge bandwagon. I'm not gonna lie to you. I'm I'm really a bandwagon. So I, I right now <laughs> Warriors are my team. You know until. Steph, you know, is no longer playing, then 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 maybe I'll go back to the Hornets or the Spurs. But um, but yeah, no, no, to answer your question, yes, we've had athletes come and stay with us. 
Um, not from the Spurs, but we have had um, actually I'm lying to you. We have had someone come stay from the Spurs. Um, we've also had someone come and stay from, I want to say the Tennessee Titans. I don't know what they were doing mm. in San Antonio, but they did think of us. So, you know, I can't complain. Um, and I want to say we had someone else um, was a soccer player come and stay. So we've had a few awesome. a few different athletes come. So Yeah, that's one of the main, like, we always talk about different tenant pools for midterm rentals. And you often hear traveling medical professionals, you hear, uh, you know, corporate travelers, relocations, things like that. But the the sports industry is catching on as well. And so we've ha- we've interviewed uh, and talked with quite a few landlords that are starting to have more of a sports focus uh, for those coming to stay in their midterm rentals, which is awesome. Uh, well, this has been a phenomenal episode. And Jeremy, is there anything you'd like to share with our uh, audience uh, as we wrap up our conversation? Best ways to get a hold of you if they want to book Stay Nixon or anything like that? Yeah, absolutely. So uh, you can check us out at www.staynixon.com. Um, now, if you just want to see what I'm up to, um, you, can, you can check me out on Instagram, uh, Jeremy X Nixon. Uh, and um, and yeah, um, if you are ever in San Antonio, definitely come and stay with us. Um, we're right, right across from the Riverwalk. Uh, you won't be disappointed, and uh, we'll, we're excited to host you. I'm going to have to remember that since I'm only like two hours away. I'm, I'm going to make an official tour. I think we might be in San Antonio this, this summer, so yeah, I'll have to reach out to you. Yeah, absolutely. Awesome. Come on, come on down. Well, thanks for being with us. Guys, y'all can catch us every week uh, with a new episode of The Landlord Diaries. And if you are loving our show, please don't forget to like, subscribe, and leave those five-star reviews on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, or shoot us over a comment on YouTube. We love responding. Have a great day, everyone. 